0: silver Roman shows in a back on my game. I just toured the states for like 40 dates and I just touched back in Maine I sold more
1: records while I was gone than anybody I know
2: I got them having cows I can't hold my horses and I'm feeling like welcome to episode 74 me, of me, goat be, 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 radio be, be, be. emanating from quarantine I'm your host Michael Sprague that was Joseph Let's Roy go. he is Andrew Leahy yo 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 this week, we're having ice cream for dinner, but first, thank you to Spose for the intro music. You can catch him on Spotify and iTunes, just like Goat Radio. Please rate, review, and subscribe to help spread the Goat Word. You can also find us on Stitcher, Google Play, iHeartRadio, and all your other podcatchers, but Age of Radio is the place we call home. Please help support the podcast by visiting ageofradio.org goatradio goat radio and shopping with our affiliated partners at the Bazaar. And thank you to you. We, can't, you. we can't do this show without the fans. Your interaction online is what helps to fuel the podcast. If you want to stay in the know and express your opinion on our various topics, make sure to follow us anywhere you can. And it's especially important to join us in the Facebook group. That's facebook.com group slash goat radio podcast. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at goat underscore radio. Each week, we'll host multiple polls on a variety of topics, and we bring them back here to discuss. And if you want to show the highest level of support, please buy merch. Merch! Absolutely. Teespring.com slash stores goat radio podcast is the link there. Speaking of support, here is a quick word from one of our sponsors. We are back here kicking things off with the home opener guys welcome to another episode um good to talk to you guys i feel like this this last week at least for me i don't know about you guys i I feel like i haven't talked to you guys nearly as much as i have in previous
3: weeks
0: yeah it's Uh, been a while
2: i miss you miss you dudes
3: i'm sure you miss like physical contact with like human beings besides the five sweaty dudes that you work with and your working kids six i was so close i had no clue that was a Dang. blind shot. How would you short him?
0: A... It was uh, a good
2: effort. Big, uh, big ups to Leahy again, two weeks in a row. Second place in a uh, another tournament this weekend, Leahy?
1: Yeah, uh, tied for second out of 22. I was pretty happy. Uh, definitely let that one get away. Definitely had a chance to take that one down, but it happens. It was a cool experience. And uh, Joe's team. Shout out to Joe's team picking up a big win this weekend on the in a neutral field, right?
3: Neutral park. Yeah, um, we ended up playing our last match of our winter team challenge because COVID. <clears throat> One week away from finishing our season, we got shut down by the commissioner because like states were shutting down, and we played our final match of the season at Piebrook in Massachusetts. My team was able to pick up a dub to. Um, be the fourth seed in our finals, in a chance to move up another division. So I'm very excited about that. Happy about my teammates. Did you guys beat Newton Hill. We beat this Newton week? Hill this week. Good friends of ours. It's a good win. It's a good win. Yeah, for sure. They um. They, yeah, they're nice guys. They always play us really well. I don't know why. <clears throat> I don't know why they. Yeah, they do. And they didn't have a couple of their big bigger guns this week, but they still always play us really well. It's always really fun. I kind of like enjoyed Team Challenge Midsummer. Because normally I'm like all geared up in like boots and under armor and like a winter hat and stuff. And I played in like 88 degree burning heat in the middle of like a field for like 11 hours. And I have like sun blisters all over my face. That's how hot it was. I had the best time. Beautiful. It was incredible. So,
2: Sa- sounds like a good way to spend winter.
3: Yeah. Hundred percent. Like it was like winter in Arizona.
2: I legit did nothing interesting this past
3: week. That's okay.
2: Hung out hung out with the kids. That was good. That's good. Uh only thing cool that I did is I did find the next adventure for GOAT Radio. Oh yeah. There is a new reality competition T V show on Netflix oh, called Floor is Lava. I've heard of this. And we have to sign up. Okay, why
3: is that? What's it all about?
2: <clears throat> it it just looks so much fun. It's it's like kind of like a like a ninja warrior meets like a, some kind of an obstacle course. Now you you it's it's a room one room where it's like they call it lava but it's really just like water with food coloring, and uh, you have one door at the the left side and then to the right side there is an exit door and you have to use the objects that are in the room to get across to the exit without falling in the lava. There's some pretty big jumps, you know, like six or seven feet jumps. There's jumps to higher and lower elevations. There's like upper body strength. We have to go like across like monkey bars and stuff like that. So it's pretty cool and pretty intense, but we've actually been watching it quite a bit because Kinsley loves the show. So it's a good a uh, fun family show for anybody that's looking for something to watch on Netflix.
3: It sounds like a lot of like physical exertion.
2: You guys got to check out, just check out a couple episodes. If you can, I really think it would be a fun thing for us to attempt, even if it was just, uh, uh, you know, for the pure banter. Cause they give you time to like, uh, tell you, tell them something about yourself. So I maybe mean, we could like pitch the podcast, you know, get ourselves out there. A little free marketing.
0: Interesting.
3: Very interesting. Very interesting. Very interesting. Very interesting. Mm-hmm.
2: Where is it filmed? Oh, looked like California, if you, if I had to guess, just based upon the palm trees, greenery outside the front door, palm trees. Uh, last fun pe- piece of news, I guess, to start this week is just for us, our local Dairy Queen's open again.
3: <clears throat> oh boy! It's funny. I drove by. It wasn't even like,
2: wasn't even closed for COVID.
3: It was... I mean, it was. Like, the place shut down the first week of August of last year. Because they literally couldn't... Yeah, due to, like, poor management. Poor management. Like, you would go there Very at poor. 8 o'clock at night. they close at 8.30. And they'd be serving people till 10 because there's, like, two dudes working the whole place. And they wouldn't, like, stop anyone from ordering. So they would just get pummeled by ice cream and food orders for hours and hours and hours and i drove i know ellen drove by the other day and the line was wrapped around summers with dairy queen and then all the way down to market basket
2: yeah it's a huge parking yeah. lot that mm-hmm. it's in people are psychotic uh i gotta get myself a flamethrower burger that's the thing i've been missing that's my my go-to at dairy queen so um. All right, I have no grudges from last week. I know that's uh, that's weird. Usually I'm the one that brings something back up. Uh, do you guys have anything you want to touch base on from last week before we move on?
3: Let me double check my notes here. <clears throat> no, no, we're good. I think we're good. Normally, I have right. something to fucking bitch about, but not today.
2: Well, with last week out of the way, it is time for the soup of the week on the menu. Batting leadoff is the greatest of all time, Major League Baseball leadoff hitter.
3: Yeah, this one. We'll talk.
2: This we'll fun, talk. Fun. It uh, sounds like there's
1: some, some intense heat coming in this one.
2: I don't think so. Well, let's let's take a look at the vote here. The vote um, was
3: pretty lopsided. Uh. Not really. Egregious.
1: 53% to one person? That seems pretty lopsided.
2: You guys didn't add in the other votes?
1: Oh, no, I don't go on Twitter. Cause...
2: No, we had uh, we had a bunch of votes. I shared this poll to a bunch of different uh, Facebook groups. That's right. And there was a bunch of people who didn't take the time to join our group and actually vote on the poll, but commented on the post that I shared. Who this and- man? There was so probably
1: so so that's an unofficial vote, is what you're telling me.
2: I would say if there was 40 votes in the comments, 30 of them were for Ricky Henderson. Thank you. And th- then only a couple for Pete Rose and a couple for Ichiro. They were the top three no matter where this got posted yes. and who was looking at it. So
3: because that, that's true. That's fair. Yeah. That's very fair. Yeah,
0: Ichiro
2: am- Ichiro did win with our our fan group. And uh, I think I have some reasons as to why, but uh, I'll let Joe take lead on this one here.
0: I have more <laughs> of a Get it. It's more
3: of like a theory. Like I don't need to bring someone down to like lift somebody else up. So I'm not saying that... because Ichiro is like a top twenty player in my like not like ever, but like yeah, none of these my, guys like, are bad. Personal view, I love Ichiro. I love that he's like six hundred years old and he's still great. He could still he's probably still playing baseball somewhere. He's incredible. When Ricky Henderson led off, he didn't just get you on base. He stole every base out there. He was gonna steal two bags every single time he got on base. Every time. Each show didn't have that speed. Not Ricky Henderson's speed. He had speed, obviously. Ricky Henderson got on base, and every time he got on first base, he beat a third base and a batter. He's literally just – is anyone going to touch his stolen base record ever? Um, Um, No, probably not. No. So – He
1: spent the majority of his career – I'll just do a quick – I'll just do my fun fact right now. Yeah. So if a player started this season, like let's say it was a full season, and stole 50 bases for the next 28 years, that person would
3: still be six bases short of Ricky Henderson. (laughs) 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 And he spent the majority of his – time as a baseball player as a leadoff hitter correct the whole point of being a leadoff hitter is not just like you don't throw Mookie out there obviously we had Mookie love in our comment section where Red Sox fan base you're gonna think like Mookie was a great leadoff hitter Mookie never should have been a leadoff hitter he was just an incredible leadoff hitter because he's an incredible baseball player like Mookie could hit anywhere in the lineup it doesn't matter Mookie was fast as fuck too you don't just put a guy out there, hope that he hit the bomb. You want to get him on base, so he steals a fuck ton of bases. Stolen bases, I think, make a leadoff hitter need fast.
2: He may not have had as many as Ricky Henderson, but Ichiro was still pretty fast. I was I was afraid of him if I was the opposing team and he was to get on base.
0: Yeah, like too.
2: And the the other thing about Ichiro is that he never. He was never, like, behind in an at-bat. You know, he he had tremendous plate discipline, could hit the ball from anywhere. It was just amazing to watch. I, I just didn't get as much experience watching Ricky Henderson. You know, his last couple of seasons were, you know, when I was just starting to really get into baseball, so... Um, I don't have quite as much nostalgic love for him as I may for somebody like Ichiro. That's why Ichiro got my vote, but you know, looking at the stats and being a little bit less biased, yeah, I could see why it would be Ricky Henderson.
1: See, I feel like the stats kind of back up Ichiro more than they back up Ricky Henderson.
2: Well, Ichiro does have a higher batting average from the number one spot in yes. the lineup. Yeah. correct. By a I, lot, by 43 I, uh, percentage points.
0: I think yeah, I go it's
3: back quite back to like, it's the, what do you do as a leadoff hitter? Like, and 100% Izro is, like, a 1B in a situation. Like, because I am not dogma on Izro who's <laughs> awesome. It's what do you do once you get on base? Not just, I got on first, what am I doing now? It's, I got on first, I need to steal every base possible.
1: Yeah, and I think if you look at Ricky and Izro's things, the really the big thing that stands out is just e- Ricky steals more bases. Which, I mean, if we're talking Grace full-time base runner, he's probably number one.
0: Oh, that if, one we're talking, very fun. if we're Roberts. talking...
1: Mm. <laughs> if we're talking greatest off lead-off hitter, I mean, Ichiro's stats are just as good as Ricky's, except for the stolen bases. Right. Uh, like So, Ichiro's stats, he's got eighty nine hits compared to Ricky Henderson's 3,055. Pretty much... Pretty much comparable.
2: Yes, uh, but, Ricky... but hold on, hold on. Only 2,529 of those hits from Ichiro came from the first spot, whereas Ricky Henderson had 3,020 from the first spot in the lineup.
1: But we're not including Ricky uh, Ichiro's Japan stats, which he had another 12,000 hits in Japan.
2: Yeah, guy was a Hall of Famer
1: in Japan. he didn't start playing until, uh, in the United States until he was 27, which is
3: pretty freaking old for a baseball player. You actually just kind of caught me in my own... You, like, stole my base. That was supposed to be Sorry. way more funny than I it was. I always used to defend Ichiro that he had a Hall of Fame career before he even came to the MLB. Yeah. Just because it's not Ichiro's fault that he didn't play Major League Baseball before he came over here. His stats in Japan were
0: insane. insane.
3: Absolutely, like, just dumb.
0: He
1: batted three fifty three in Japan. Oh, yeah. I can't believe a 421 on base
3: percentage. That's just can't nuts. believe it wasn't more than that. He is, it, it, Mike said, is the best. His plate discipline was nuts out. He it's also had a golden. He had a golden glove in every season.
2: The the more we're talking about this tomorrow, I'm t- talking myself into thinking that my each row real pick really wasn't that far off base.
0: Mm.
1: I mean, I think they're. I think they're. It's it's one A, one B. They're both very very good choices. Uh, A couple other facts here. Uh, Ichiro had the most hits in the 2000s out of any baseball player. He had 2,030. Uh, Ricky Henderson had the most stolen bases we already talked about. He also had the most leadoff home runs to start a game off with 81 leadoff home runs. Can't Um, steal bases if you fucking stole them all. So, I mean, Ricky's power numbers are actually surprisingly higher than I would have expected looking back on it.
2: It's kind of like Mookie Betts' style of hitting.
3: Yeah, Mookie no went yard. Mookie went yard quite often.
0: That's what quite I'm saying.
1: Often. Just a little Pete Rose love here. He had four, over 4,000 hits in his career, just an insane amount. Uh, I personally like Pete Rose. Uh, I still think that he should be in the Baseball Hall of Fame. Yep. Uh, in my opinion, uh, he batted over 300, 389 on base percentage uh he hit over 300 in 10 of the 11 seasons or reached base over 37% of the time oh. uh he was also the only player to ever play 500 games at five separate positions he played 939 at first base 628 at second base 634 at third base 671 in left field and 595 at right field wow Just the ultimate utility guy, except he's fucking phenomenal.
0: I think
2: Pete Rose is completely misunderstood, but topic for a different podcast, maybe.
0: Absolutely,
2: He should should be in the Hall of Fame.
3: Didn't want to open up
0: a can of worms. He'd been on his own team, but other than that. um,
3: I threw Anthony Rizzo on there as a funny one, although I typed in greatest of all time leadoff MLB hitters into Google to ensure I didn't miss anybody, but I before I posted the poll, Anthony Rizzo's face was the first to pop. And I was like, um, his stats are nuts. His stats are actually pretty, pretty damn good. I mean, in his career, and I don't have his leadoff stats right in front of me, but in his career, the guy has... He uh, oh, fuck, I forgot he was drafted by the Sox. Fuck. Four thousand four hundred and fifteen at bats. He has twelve hundred and four hits. Two hundred and eighteen home runs. Seven hundred twenty nine RBIs. Fifty seven stolen bases on a two seventy three and a three seventy three OBP, and eight sixty two OPS. It's pretty fucking good. Batting majority from the leadoff spot. That is
2: pretty damn good.
3: He was yeah, drafted absolutely. by the Sox. I'm still, and I, I always forget
2: it's it's just too bad that um you know he i don't know that you know, he gets some national coverage but he also hasn't been playing long enough i guess to really be in the conversation for greatest of all time for this particular category so but you know give him time maybe he'll surpass the likes of uh ricky henderson and ichiro
3: i think ranker has in top six
2: makes sense you, know, you give those stats to anybody that's a stats head, and they're gonna they're gonna look at it and say that that's fantastic. I want that guy batting first in my lineup.
3: Right. Fine.
1: Yeah, a couple other honorable mentions, if you don't mind me just throwing a couple out there. Yeah. Uh Chuck Knoblock, not an awful shout. Had some great stats batting leadoff. Johnny Damon was also a great leadoff hitter for the Sox. And yes. uh, who could forget about Kenny Lofton?
2: Well, Sean Figgins.
1: Tim Raines.
3: Andrew McCutcheon.
1: Uh, Craig Biggio. Game, set, match.
2: Well, while we're on the topic of baseball, do you guys want to touch on the recent news of the starting of a new season? and Fun, fun fact, uh, Ian Desmond and uh, Ryan Zimmerman, Yes. They both just uh, decide they're going to sit out this season, right? Correct. Ian Desmond was the last person drafted by the Expos, and Ryan Zimmerman was the first person drafted by the Nationals. This is also the first season in 50 years where a player who was drafted by the Expos won't be playing a game. He was the the last one.
0: That's
2: funny. uh, But – it was funny that Desmond decided he's not going to play. And within six hours, Rockies had already signed Matt Kemp to take his spot. Uh, so, you to what got to do. It, to me, this is telling me that it does not matter what these players think and want to do. If they're deciding not to play, there will be somebody that will play instead. And we are going to go forward with having some semblance of a season here going forward.
3: Yeah, other notables, uh, Mike Leake from the Diamondbacks, uh, Joe Ross also from the Nationals. Um, there, there, really haven't been that many people who have opted out yet. I didn't think that Trevor Bauer, Bauer Hour, Hour of Bauer was gonna play, considering how vocal he's been against the league. But because I feel like it's kind of a pussy move for him to be as vocal as he is and on his soapbox and then be like oh i'm gonna go play baseball now
2: i feel like he's a very misinterpreted person because i never once read his stuff and interpreted it as him deciding he's going to be sitting out i think he's always just been very vocal and passionate and he's just trying to push the league to you know adhere a, a higher standard because from what i've read he just doesn't agree with what they're recommending for um, you know personal health and, and safety protocols that they're going to enact across the league. He doesn't think that they're doing a strong enough job with that. It's not that he doesn't want to play. It's just that he doesn't think the league's doing a good enough job with their standards.
3: Right, and it's also, I think, that maybe you're right because maybe it wasn't I'm not going to play. Maybe it was like uh, you have these guys and they they they're given this contract. Mind you, we all know that you're talking about Billionaires paying millionaires and we get that. But once you get over that hump, like you get paid what you're worth. Like you you go and play a game, you get paid what you're worth. So for in the very beginning, when they were saying you were gonna play for pro rated contracts that were, you know, you were taking like a forty percent, fifty percent, some maybe even sixty percent pay cut. And even though they were still playing for quote millions of dollars, it's still it was still bullshit at the time, like People, you're still going to get TV money, anyways. Like people defending billionaire owners is pretty wild to me. That's what that's yeah. what Zuckerberg was complaining about was billionaire owners being like, we're not billionaires I, anymore.
2: Yeah, yeah. I I think that there was, there's really no way around it for for either side. I think that, I think that the players deserve to get paid for what they're going to play. They definitely needed to hold out for that, but to try to force the league into doing. 10 more games and what was being offered to them. It's just, I think to me, it was just kind of asinine. Really dragged this thing out, kind of delayed the start of the season. Um, so that both blame could be thrown to both sides. But I am excited to finally get baseball back if we get it back. And hopefully this also means that we'll have a fantasy baseball season to dive into. So.
3: Yeah, I'm excited. I just hope it actually happens. I hope it's not like a uh, – because – the media obviously is the media. You you take everything the way you want to interpret it and every day they're not talking about like, oh, this guy's throwing batting practice, this guy's doing this. It's oh, these five nationals have tested positive for COVID nineteen. Oh, yeah. 17 more staff tested positive for COVID nineteen. I don't know when the announcing that somebody has COVID nineteen thing is gonna like slow down and people are just gonna be like, okay, I, I, have a, um,
2: I have a thought, a, a conspiracy theory, if you will. COVID-19 coverage will not start to die down until after the election.
3: I mean, that makes sense, considering there won't be a vaccine for COVID-19 until middle of next year.
2: Uh, I thought Fauci said there could be one by the end of this year.
3: No, impossible. They, you can't speed up science. It takes 18 months for them to with enough information about the virus or anything with enough you know data to back it up with the right scientific place, laboratory, who's doing it, whatever the hell it's called. And it's been four months. Maybe uh, you can't just un- shut up un- they unless
2: they to. were working on a vaccine before we knew about it.
3: Uh, I'm not a conspiracy theory guy. I think it's more convenient to think everything is a conspiracy theory than to just fucking make it happen. This is an Arthur Roy thing. Shout out Arthur who thinks everything's a conspiracy theory.
2: Hey, all I know is that there's no such thing as coincidences. That's what I've been told
3: at work. Oh, that, that literally just means I question everything and I flip everything that's put in front of me into something completely different to make myself seem more intelligent. When really I just don't pay the fuck attention. <laughs>
2: uh, Back to right. baseball. Nope, off to baseball, on to the next topic, after a quick break. We're back with this week's appetizer plate. Got something saucy to serve up to you here. Woo! Friday, tomorrow, for those listening on the first day that this drops, July 3rd, Disney will begin streaming its recorded version of the live Broadway musical, Hamilton. Whoa the mid-2010 uh, sensation. Um, I've always wanted to see Hamilton, so it's cool that we're going to finally get to see it. Uh, I know Disney paid a lot of money for this, like $80 million uh, for the exclusive rights to this movie. They were hoping to release it in theaters next year, but with the uncertainty of COVID-19, and uh, they decided not to put the marketing budget behind that. And instead, they're going to stream it this weekend. I think that that's going to be. I think that that'll do something for them to help boost scri- subscriber numbers a little bit for the weekend. Uh, for anybody that may not already uh, may not already have Disney Plus, so I'm looking forward to it. Uh, that being said, we decided to discuss the greatest of all time Broadway musical. Uh, we put that to a poll, and the fans voted. They let us know what they thought. Uh, it seems as though it was a pretty high margin of vote towards the top, but uh, your top five were Lion King, uh, Les Mis, Rent, Phantom of the Opera, and then Wicked. Fuck yeah. A uh, few, few more votes were thrown out there for things like uh, Hamilton, The Book of Mormon. Uh, there were a few uh, different different musicals. Cats randomly got a vote um which i was surprised by cats
3: Cats cat is such trash like i but like i know it's like a well respected broadway musical and stuff it obviously bombed in the box office but like cats is not good it's just not it doesn't it doesn't own up to like every other broadway musical
2: doesn't make much sense either that was one of the first musicals i remember seeing watched it in like the third or fourth grade in music class and i was watching it at that young of an age thinking what the hell is going on right now um so phantom of the opera then wicked i believe these are both uh musicals that you have seen joe is that correct
3: correct um
0: you have a favorite of the two
3: um. So when I put up polls, I vote for two now. I always vote for like my favorite, and then like maybe so maybe my first two favorite or something like that. Cause you're allowed to vote on multiples on here. And I'm I'm the first one to vote every time. The top two I had were happened to be number one two this week. I'm a Phantom of the Opera guy. More than I'm a Wicked guy. People who love Wicked are like people who follow the grateful dead people who like people who go and see wicked. Like if it's on Broadway in New York, it's like, Oh, on Friday and Saturday, let's go see wicked for the next 12 straight weeks and try to find like Easter eggs of like things we didn't see last time. People are obsessed with wicked. Wicked is the story of the wicked, Witch of the West from the Wizard of Oz. If anyone didn't know this, um, it's just a whole, it's a beautiful, great musical of the story. Instead of talking about Dorothy and the Good Witch Blunday, it talks about the Wicked Witch of the West and her life. When hmm. I was a band weirdo in high school, I was surrounded by musicals all the time. Within someone when I was a kid, not, never Wicked or anything like that. When we went to, when I went to Broadway in New York for that trip, I think we saw Moving Out, the Billy Joel one. And there were girls wearing, like, their Wicked t-shirts just because they were on Broadway. They were like, oh, shit, okay, we're on Broadway, this is where Wicked's happening. People who love Wicked just love Wicked. Phantom of the Opera is just fire. Phantom of the Opera is a classic, incredible... Um, it, there's an, there's an, well, Sorry, there's an incredible um movie made about it as well as it on Broadway is awesome, too, so...
2: I thought Wicked was a movie about people or sorry, a musical about people from Boston Wicked Kid it's Wicked Yeah, Uh, Leahy, you voted for Lion King
1: absolutely you have to
2: is it because it was a box office draw uh,
1: well there's so many things in why I voted for it, one, it's freaking Lions, bro, like, come on two, uh it's my favorite Disney movie, so I have to love the musical. It is. Yep. Oh, well, it's not close either. In case I don't know. And it might be my favorite movie of all time. It's it's very high up there. Uh, and it's the highest-grossing show on Broadway. So like, it's it's got money. So, cats, money, and Disney. These are all things I love.
2: This is true. You do love cats. You do love money. And you do love Disney.
1: My other, I actually voted. I, think I voted three times.
0: Why? I, I voted for
1: for Phantom of the Opera, and then I also at uh, last minute added Sound of Music
3: because the Sound
1: of Music wasn't on there for some reason.
3: I didn't because the Sound of Music is it's actually one of my mom's. Favorite oh, I'm not. Movies. I'm not blaming you. Oh, that's well. I I'm blaming everyone. Um, my mom loved. Sound of Music. I've seen Sound of Music more than Mike seen Infinity Wars. Like, I've seen a lot. No, sincerely. No, no, no. Sincerely. Like, I, like oh, I my believe guy it. rolled me right there. I've seen Sound of Music no less than 50 to 60 times. Yeah, I've seen it a lot, but not that much. A lot. My mom watched a lot. Like, Wicked, sorry, Wicked. Wizard of Oz, A League of Their Own, Grease, Sound of Music, mm-hmm. my whole fucking yep. life. That, that's four to five hundred times I've seen those movies combined. That's crazy. The Sound of Music, I can never picture being on Broadway. And I know it's a top five movie on record. I actually skipped it to put Chicago on there, and Chicago got no Respect. love. Maybe Sound of Music would have gotten some love.
1: Chicago is the second longest running show on Broadway. It's next it's,
3: to Phantom of the Opera. Incredible. It's incredible. I haven't seen it on Broadway. I, see, I saw the movie. I think it had Beyonce in it. That sounds right.
2: I was shocked by Hamilton not getting more love because it is number one on RANKER.
3: I mean, I feel like just the demographic of people that we were e- gearing it towards. I think we we're excited to see Hamilton. I don't know if Hamilton is not. I think it's it's definitely not a recency bias thing because it's been out for long enough, certainly long enough. But re- Hamilton is still considerably new. Yeah. For a Broadway musical, so. It's still, you're still going to give love to like the, you know, Les Mis, which didn't get much love either. And Les Mis is one of the most like people who love Les Mis, man, like crazy people. I've never seen Hamilton. I've never seen it. I, uh, all I know is I, everyone loves it because every time it was sold out for like two years or something like that, you were paying five, six, seven, eight hundred $800 for one ticket to Hamilton.
2: Oh, more than that, man. Yeah, so cool.
3: I was I was just making up numbers there. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I I like the idea of it. I'm
2: I'm looking forward to actually watching it because it's a uh, it's a historical uh, show with uh, hip hop tied into it. So, I, I've I've heard a couple of the songs on Spotify. Uh, so, and I think they're pretty good. So, I'm looking forward to it. Really, really, um, cool that. Uh, Disney has a, a new item like this that they're bringing. Uh, in addition to, they actually have some of the X-Men movies that will be coming to Disney Plus here in the next couple of months. So, Lots of new stuff on Disney Plus to be diving into. A
1: couple of fun facts before we uh, move on in the world. Yes. Uh, Broadway is the longest street in New York City. Did not know that until today. Uh, 66% of audience who see musicals, are females. Yeah. Uh, and then last but not least, this was a cool one. There's no row I in Broadway. Hmm. So if you go and look in the theaters, there's no row I. They had to get rid of it because, I guess people were getting very confused thinking that was row one. So they thought they were in front row seats and people were just complaining all the time. You know, it's kind of hard to think.
0: <laughs> well, you but just it also changed-
1: kind of... It kind of seems cool because like all Broadway shows are done with a big group of people. So like there's no I in Broadway for their musicals. So like, I thought that was kind of cool.
3: Yeah. It's interesting. That was that teamwork. Work. That was a very they, fun
2: fact. They yes. could have just made it so it was a lowercase I. They could have. Or the dot. Of and then they'd have
3: really. to make all the
1: other ones lowercase. I think people would still get confused.
2: Probably. People, well, people might
1: think that, that uh, the letter O row is actually zero. So they're like on stage.
2: Yeah. That's the confusion there, that I have.
1: There, that's the there we go. We got there.
2: All right. So that was our appetizer. We still got a lot to dig into here when we come mm. back after the break. All right. This week's main entree is a great topic. I think it's the first one that we decided on this week. Greatest of all time, Ben and Jerry's flavor. Mm. I'm ready. I I have a specific question posed for this one here, but I'm going to give the recap of the top five. Top five from the bottom. Cherry Garcia, New York Super Fudge Chunk,
0: hey, Chocolate yep.
2: chocolate Fudge Brownie, Fish Food, and Half Baked. Choo-choo.
3: Half Baked still trash, but that's okay.
2: That's my question, Joe. How... What is your explanation as to why you think half baked is trash?
0: Because half
3: baked is literally the easiest, dumbest ice cream flavor I've ever heard in my entire life. Vanilla. Like vanilla. Like, why didn't we have vanilla on there then? It like Ben and Jerry's for me is exactly cookie dough. (laughs) People, what I think Ben and Jerry's I think creative flavors. I think like like a certain type of ice cream with a bunch of toppings and stuff. Half-baked.
2: It's just, that's literally what you just described. It's two different flavors of ice cream.
3: With and two different toppings.
2: Two different toppings mixed into it. It's, I don't understand how it's not creative. It, it, the name itself is funny because it's half-baked because it's literally half-cookie and half-brownie. And it's dough. And it's not cooked.
3: It just, and I don't know about the dough part.
2: And you eat it when you're high.
3: Because you you're half-baked. So, fruit roll-ups is the greatest Ben & Jerry's flavor of all time? Because it gets <laughs> fucking eaten. Oh, we could, we could add that as a f- trial flavor. I've never enjoyed any sort of cookie dough, or anything like that. And not because, like, it's not delicious. I'm sure it is. I literally don't understand how people... It's the same thing as cheesecake. People, like, are obsessed with cheesecake. Like, calm down. It's not that good.
2: I'm not obsessed with it, but I like cheesecake, and I see why people think it's good.
3: Cheesecake's fine. Yeah, I just don't get it. But like, it's very obvious. If I didn't get blo- if half baked didn't like win by a decently large margin, I would have gone pretty hard at this. But I just don't like it myself.
2: Uh, I think that our top five was actually pretty unoriginal for the most part. I mean, the fact that we had fudge brownie and New York super fudge chunk in the top five, man, people love their chocolate. What's the difference
1: between What's the difference (laughs) between chocolate brownie and uh, New York super fudge chunk? Do you know (laughs) what that is, Super
3: Fudge chunk is like the one Ben and Jerry's I've had the most. I can't hold on one second. I'm I don't have this like um, memorized. So New York Superfun's chunk is white chocolate, semi sweet chocolate, pecan halves. Oh, it's a zero.
0: There it Chomp is. Chopped
3: walnuts, covered <laughs> almonds, and then the ice cream itself. So it's a good amount of like like you get like whole chunks of chocolate, like whole like probably like a half like a whatever, like a Mr. Like, like a Liller, little Hershey bar. A little Hershey bar. You get like a half a one yeah well like a bazillion of them and white chocolate and semi-sweet mm, chocolate and three chocolate. different types of nuts and it's a lot of stuff in there absolutely yeah. like i like it a lot like every every spoonful is a different spoonful because there's so much stuff that you're gonna get yeah you can like pick around stuff whatever you can like toss the chocolate all to one side if you don't want like super the energy just eat nothing but nuts
2: what if or i wanted to talk. suck the ice cream off the nuts and spit the nuts at you
0: sure i mean i guess can i can i disgusting
2: uh i've always been a the the type of person that would tell you that if you put nuts on my ice cream you're ruining it so
0: i don't see the
2: i don't see the appeal but that's just me just like joe doesn't see the appeal of a dough-based item but uh all three of the ones that I voted for had dough in them, because I also voted for Tonight Dough, which is basically half-baked, but with, like, peanut butter instead of regular cookie dough. Oh,
1: and the cookie and, swirl. You can't forget about that cookie swirl. Yeah,
2: love cookie swirl. And that cookie
1: swirl's fire.
2: My actual favorite, and if I would have given this, like, my only vote if I felt it was a stronger contender and just voted for that, but I knew that it's, like, a personal favorite and it's not necessarily, like, a top vote-getter, Cinnamon Bun... You can't go wrong with cinnamon bun ice cream.
0: You literally said the words,
3: dough-based object. I guarantee Ben & Jerry's could come out with a dough-flavored, dough-based object ice cream, and every basic bitch in this fucking world would eat it because it has dough in it.
2: Yeah, well, cinnamon bun is a caramel-flavored ice cream that has cinnamon streusel swirl. So that's kind of like that cookie crumble swirl that Leahy was talking about uh, with chunks of cinnamon bun dough that tastes like Cinnabon. It was actually a collaboration with Cinnabon originally until they lost the licensing for that. And now it's just cinnamon bun. But, hell of an ice cream. Somebody yeah, added a gimme, gimme S'more, and that's a, another great one.
1: Oh. Uh, another one that got some love that didn't make the top five, uh, and I'm not a super huge fan of this ice cream, but it's very good, is Americone Dream. Yeah. That ice cream is pretty, pretty good. Yeah. With the tomato and Americone Dream just missing out on the top five.
2: Yeah, both of them are a host of late night talk shows.
1: Um, So a couple of quick facts for you. The most important one you're ever going to need to know. Half baked is the number one selling flavor. Um, and it has a four point nine rating out of five with over one thousand five hundred views on Influencer. Wow. Pretty good. Almost a perfect five stars. Second place on that is fish food, by the way.
0: So we don't, I, don't, top I don't I love
3: fish food. I don't really like the whole marshmallow in my ice cream. Maybe it's, it's just a, meat a thing? vermont it's a Vermont thing too.
0: Fish. Yeah. Like
3: it's fish like the band fish. Oh,
2: my wife's a big fan of that. That's her. That's the one she voted for.
3: Just like Jerry Garcia, like Jerry Garcia from the Grateful Dead. Oh, I think you knew that one. I didn't think you knew fish. I did know the first one. Uh,
1: I also like I don't know about you guys, but I've been to a Ben and Jack Ben and Jerry's factory. It was was such a great experience for me.
0: I've driven past it.
1: Yeah, well I, there's there's multiple ones in Vermont, but I don't remember which one it was.
0: I I, I, drove
2: past, I think it's in, like
1: Stowe.
2: Yeah, it's just outside of like Burlington. Um, yeah. I I've, awesome. I've 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 like driven past it because I went to school in Burlington and I went to the original like downtown Burlington store. That Yeah. Got That's ice cream cool. there. Yeah. But um That's really a
1: cool experience.
2: Nice. Have either of you tried Ben & Jerry's Slices?
1: Yes. They're actually okay.
2: They're like Klondike bars.
1: They're like better versions of Klondike bars. Yeah. Because Klondike Uh, bars suck.
2: Yeah, they're cookie dough Klondike bar. Fantastic.
1: I don't... See, the problem with Klondike bars for me is like, A, you either have to hold them by the wrapper, or B, you hold them by the chocolate and it feels nasty in your hands. Or C, you take a bite and the whole thing just falls apart and you're just like, well, this is a nightmare. You're an aggressive biter.
3: which
0: Oh, you know that.
3: I know that. Holding it by the <laughs> wrapper for 70 to 80% of the time is not that hard. That's a lot for me. That's also why I don't eat ice creams out of a cone. Like if we go yeah. somewhere,
0: that's I don't eat struggle ice cream with out of a
3: because, like, I don't want it dripping all over my fucking hands like some four-year-old weirdo. Yeah,
2: fair. Do you, do you have a favorite flavor of ice cream that's not Ben & Jerry's that you would like Ben & Jerry's to take a stab at making a version of it?
0: I feel like I'm going I
3: to would, say something and they're going to be like, oh, they already made make that.
1: So Ben & Jerry's has 52 active flavors right now. Um, and I watched uh, the guys from Good Mythical Morning try them all. And, like, there was a lot more peanut butter flavors that I've never heard of.
3: I was about to say peanut butter cup, like, just straight up, like,
1: oh, they have that. Yeah, I knew that. But There's, like, seven or eight peanut butter flavors that I've never heard of.
2: Peanut butter cookie core.
1: All right, first off, just selling, saying this right now, all the
2: core flavors, dog shit. They all
0: taste oh, yeah. disgusting.
2: The cookie it's dough core much. doesn't taste the same as, like, the cookie dough that's, like, in the actual cookie dough or in half-baked. It's different. But...
1: Uh, the, so after watching that, they voted uh, the Tonight Dough number two. I was pumped. Yeah. Big fan. Their number uh, one was like Peanut Butter World or something. I've never heard of.
2: My favorite non-Ben and Jerry's ice cream is called Double Dunker. And it is a mocha-based ice cream. So it's a chocolate coffee for those who are not in the know. Oh. With, with Oreo swirl and cookie dough.
3: Oh my God, Mike! Enough with the cookie dough. We get it, dude. You like cookie dough? I would. You like- almost had me sold. You almost had me sold on that, and you just said fucking cookie dough again. Christ Almighty! Just eat cookie dough. You, <laughs> Mike had, double, would you like- had to
2: assume that it was called Double Dunker that had to have cookie dough in there.
3: No, I just thought that maybe like Double Dunk like Dunkin' Donuts. Like, well, I guess Dunkaroos. Yeah, I get that. But like. I literally thought you were gonna make, oh like mocha coffee chocolate with like so- no fucking cookie dough again jeez at least he so didn't much. say multiple cookie dough flavors no
2: it's just it's Oreo swirl and cookie dough and honestly the best part of that ice cream is the cookie is the uh, is the Oreo swirl part of it it goes so well with the the mocha the ice cream it's cookie dough <laughs> it goes great with the cookie dough no. That's the serious thing. I wasn't saying that just to bring up cookie dough again. That is a Ooh,
3: fantastic flavor. Shout that's out why to I turkey. At you. That's why I was yelling at you because it was serious.
1: <laughs> another option. We make an Oreo cookie dough. Like make the cookie dough be like an Oreo.
3: As the Oreo is not made out of dough. It is now. I
2: mean it's that's fun. basically just like crushing up an Oreo flavored Pop-Tart. We could do that. Cream pop tart.
1: Oh, Ben and Jerry's and pop tarts collab.
2: <laughs> what if Ben and Jerry's made ice cream? I mean, <laughs>
1: wow!
0: So, oh my so, god! Sorry, <laughs> we could do that. What, this is awful, really. what,
2: what if Ben and Jerry's made cereal? Have a collaboration with like Post or something. Uh, so, cereal? Are we
3: talked about that. Yeah, oh, I was going to say like somebody's. <laughs> Everyone was like, oh, man, that'd be great. I love Sour Patch Kids. I love cereal. Sour Patch Kids cereal, trash.
0: That's awful. Um... Yeah. All
2: right. All right. Any more fun? Do you already give us all the fun facts on the ice cream? I've Uh, I've
3: been done for a while. (laughs) Yep. Yep. And we just had to list every other cookie dough flavored ice cream that is created ever cookie dough, cookie dough that, that sounds delicious
2: that yeah. didn't happen joe's being exaggeratory yeah cookie
3: next, uh, dough cookie dough cookie dough cookie dough
2: that's that's the next uh song right there
3: cookie dough cookie dough cookie dough cookie dough cookie dough well i think we just made a billion
0: dollars we're rich
2: <laughs> so shout out to the fans for helping me to avoid losing a bet to joe i told him babes? if if half Baked came in less than second place i would i would eat Or drink a blue cheese Capri Sun.
3: Yeah, so I said deal because I knew that none of us were ever going to be able to find one. But if you did find one, I would have been very excited.
2: I have a packet of blue cheese dressing that looks like the shape and size of a Capri Sun at the office that I was going to use in lieu of actual blue cheese Capri Sun.
3: Disgusting.
2: So I was going to do that for you, Joe.
3: I appreciate it, buddy. Um, I would have, I would have thrown up on camera just for you.
2: Ooh, one other one uh, that I I was surprised didn't make our list at all was Everything But the. That's another one I think Joe you would like because it has so many different things in it.
3: I don't necessarily. I do I I've had it before it's fine I'm not necessarily like in love with it like there is such thing as too much doesn't it have like eight nine ten different toppings something ridiculous.
2: I'm about to read it here. One second. Uh, Chocolate and vanilla ice cream. is the base. With peanut butter cups, fudge-covered toffee pieces, white chocolatey chunks, and fudge-covered almonds.
3: Not as many as I thought.
0: So...
2: That's the other thing. We haven't mentioned it nearly as much because I've been harboring on the cookie dough thing to piss Joe off, but the other thing I really love in ice cream is is uh, Reese's peanut butter cups, man. Love peanut butter cups. Greatest of all time, candy, Halloween candy. Um, all right. We got another fun topic to end the show, so we will move on from this one. I'll be right back after the ad. All right. We are back with this week's dessert and we have a, a sexy treat for the ladies. What? We're, we're discussing greatest of all time. Leonardo DiCaprio films
3: for some of the men too.
2: some men to each their own. Nope. We're not judging. Just, yeah. uh, yeah, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio is one of my favorite actors. Joe said it perfect. He is the one of the most prolific actors of our generation. Whoa! <gasps> uh, I have some thoughts on this vote because I think this vote was terrible. You guys did awful job, fans. Uh, from from the bottom up for the top five: Inception, Gangs of New York, Titanic, Wolf of Wall Street, and The Departed.
1: Uh, excuse me, uh, yep. I'm gonna stand up for my girlfriend real quick, not my wife.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, Inception was tied with Shutter Island, I'm pretty sure. Yeah,
2: that's yeah. true, but doesn't show Please. up on my thing. Is um, the, the fifth option on mine was Inception but as if, well. But if
1: it's tied for
3: fifth, I think you need to mention Shutter Island real quick.
0: True. True.
3: Thank you. All right, move on.
0: Yeah. Move
3: on. I thought Titanic was gonna run away with this. Um, not even just because of the type of movie that it is. I if you love Titanic, you love Titanic. Most people just respect Titanic for how long it was in theaters for and because of what type of movie it was. Um, it, it didn't do as well. And then I thought, well, The Wall Street behind that. I didn't see The Departed going as far as it did. Someone said this. Shout out Scott Campbell. Who yeah, said, Scotty I, Campbell. I think he said it kind of perfectly. The Departed is more of an ensemble movie. Than it yes, that's like, exactly
2: what
0: and, I was going to say.
3: Well, like, it's right. At the same time, like, if you're a prominent part in that movie, it deserves to be one of your movies.
2: It is technically one of his movies. It's in his filmography, but it is not a movie that is necessarily driven by Leonardo DiCaprio, where I would, you can argue that a movie like Titanic and The Wolf of Wall Street, he is the main focus of those movies. Much more deserving of a vote for his greatest movie and his greatest performance. The Departed's not even his best performance in a movie role.
3: It's up there, but like I and I'm gonna agree with you. I don't like agreeing with Mike for just like you know just in general. Because Wolf of Wall Street is so fucking good.
0: I'm not fucking leaving. I'm not fucking leaving.
3: (laughs) That gift works for so many. So that it works for so many things. Um, Titanic is his. I think Titanic is his best performance. It's right up there with the penny whistle solo from My Heart Will Go On. And then um, I didn't think that um, Gatsby got any didn't
2: love. didn't even get an uh, that, that was that was one and Good. the other one that did not even get put up on the poll was Once Upon a Time in Hollywood.
3: Once upon a time, is that De Niro?
2: No. Tarantino just came out last year. Same I wa-
3: that. That's probably why
2: I watched a couple months ago. It's a fantastic movie.
3: I thought that he got terrible reviews. Oh, no, no, opposite. opposite. Whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa, killer, it, whoa, killer whoa. reviews. Whoa,
2: whoa. I think it's just a
3: recency thing, like all time.
2: So, here's what I'd like to say about Leo one of my favorite actors. He's in my top five favorite actors. Django Unchained is his best role. If this was roles, it's the only movie in which he plays a bad guy, essentially. He's always the good guy in everything. That's his best. That's, his best role. that's role. We're talking about best movie. Uh, what, that, that's his best role. All right. My favorite overall movie that he is in is Inception. That's the one that I voted for. That's my favorite movie. That's my type of movie. However... If we are specifically talking about his greatest of all time, taking everything into consideration, it's probably has to go to Titanic.
0: You get it has to go to Titanic.
2: Yeah, overall, you get the overall performance. Uh, it, it has all kinds of records up until Avatar, and then now uh, Avengers Endgame. It was the highest-grossing movie at the box office for the better part of ten years. Uh. I think that The Departed being based in Boston and us being a group of people that are based in the Boston area is a huge reason that that got votes.
3: Thank you to uh, Jonathan Papelbon for having Shipping Up to Boston as your entrance music. That will forever be the it's a top three baseball player entrance music. If it's the fucking ninth inning and Shipping Up to Boston comes on, I'm fucking noon to midnight. In a fucking half a second,
0: <laughs> he's
3: gonna bring up our best friend Andrew's gonna bring up our fun facts here. I'm literally gonna bring up Titanic Wiki right now because I'm pretty sure Titanic is just destroyed people and awards, Emmys, Oscars, just money. Besides End Game, just crazy stuff.
2: Lay? What up? Fun facts, buddy.
1: All right, buddy. I got, I got five fun facts. I thought they were fun for me. Uh, first fun fact. Leonardo DiCaprio has said, and I take his word for it. So he seems like an honest fellow. He's never done any drugs.
0: Yeah.
1: Great role model.
0: Uh, another fun What fact, about cocaine? It's a hell of I'm, a drug. I'm assuming that's a hell of a drug. Uh,
1: But he suffers from OCD.
0: Okay, all right.
1: Uh, Leo and uh, Mr. Marky Wahlberg hated each other when they first met. It took them a while to become good friends.
2: But now they're the best of friends, right?
1: Now they're the best of friends. Next two facts are a little bit more fun. Uh, 7% of teenage girls who were alive when the Titanic released... Uh, saw that movie twice during the opening week. <laughs> that's insane.
0: That's huge.
1: I don't think I've ever seen a movie twice in the opening week.
2: I mean, I've seen a movie twice in theaters, but not during opening, opening week. week.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a commitment.
2: That is commitment.
1: And last but not least, uh, Leonardo's famous haircut from the Titanic. Uh, and the movie that Titanic in general
3: were banned in Afghanistan for a long period of time. <laughs>
1: they
3: don't, they don't like nice things. No.
1: And if you were the barber giving Leonardo DiCaprio haircuts, you'd get in a lot of trouble.
2: Uh, man, Leo has had a ton of fantastic movies. I'll tell you.
1: Oh, absolutely. The list is huge.
2: I honestly, when we first started doing this poll. And I was looking over the options, I had completely spaced out on the Wolf of Wall Street when I was like thinking about it in my head before we posted everything. I was going back and forth between whether I just give the vote I, to the movie I like or if I give the vote to the obvious pick like Titanic. but uh, I forgot the Boston effect. that's that is a true and hard thing that sometimes we see when it comes to the voting here. So
3: I don't think so. Wolf of Wall Street.
2: No, I said The Departed*.
3: Oh, I was like, <laughs> I missed Cause it was like Wolf of Wall Street? Like, Wall
0: Street? No. <laughs> I don't know. Hmm. Hmm.
2: Gangs of New York's a good movie, too. Very
0: good. Never seen it.
2: Doesn't surprise me.
0: Oh, so Thank
3: I was looking through, and this isn't about Leo, I just... My mind got blown. I was on Rotten Tomatoes looking up Leo scores cause just it's pretty crazy to see what he had for his highest ranked movie, which is something trash.
2: Probably Shutter Island.
3: Varunga. Oh, I Virunga. love Varunga. He was the executive producer. He didn't even act in it, so I should probably skip that one. His so his number one is Catch Me If You Can. Yeah. 164.5 million in the box office in two thousand two. And then the departed ice on fire was it in Gilbert Grave and then Titanic. Wow. So I scroll down and I see that Kathy Bates was in the office as Joe from. She like ran like the computer company in Tallahassee, Florida. And I was like, I didn't realize that Kathy Bates was into the, the office, did not mean to go on a tangent there. My mind was just blown. Feels like Inception. Great segue back to Leo.
2: Ooh, Inception. What about the Legend of Bagger Vance? Never
3: seen it.
2: No. Just kidding. That's Matt Damon, not Leonardo DiCaprio.
3: See, I'm happy I didn't fall for your little tricks there. My bad. And I'm so happy I didn't fall for your tricks.
2: Uh, man, Leo.
3: What about Blood Diamond?
2: Ooh. I completely forgot that one was wiped from my memory.
3: Uh, Blood Diamond is a sixty-three percent Rotten Tomatoes score. What about Hubble 3D?
2: What about the rev? What about the Revenant, the one he won the uh, Oscar for?
0: What about
3: Marvin's Room? Not just a Drake song. <laughs>
2: All oh, right, I forgot we're who going
3: Romeo and Juliet.
2: Romeo plus Juliet.
3: Oh. I right, when I see a plus then I think and.
2: Yes, I understand, but the only reason I say that is because there is an actual movie called Romeo and Juliet when wrote out, so.
3: Great Gatsby has a 49% audience score. Go fuck yourself.
2: I mean, it, it's an okay movie.
3: No, better, it's like better really book. good. Oh, don't say better book. You're not that fucking guy. Mike. Don't <laughs> fucking better book me. Everything's a better book. Everything. Harry. I have a guy... Harry Potter? Work. Better book. Way better. Except for Deathly Hollows, which won because she was able to fit every detail from both from one book into two movies. Guy at my work, good guy, Steven, he's a diehard Lord of the Rings guy. He won't see the movies of Lord of the Rings. Because they don't touch the books. And That's I'm like, bro, they're like three and a half hours long. He's like, yeah, they should be like seven.
2: That's a weird flex. I'm
3: like, whoa. Yeah.
2: Whoa. Alright, let's get out of here. Thank you to everyone for listening. If you want to have your voice heard, make sure you join us at the Facebook fan group that's facebook.com slash group slash goat radio podcast where you can find the poll and vote we'll share it in a bunch of other places as well try to get your attention there uh and also follow us on twitter and instagram at goat underscore radio Shout out to Eric Ballinger for the outro. You can catch him on iTunes and Spotify along with SPOS and Goat Radio. Please support us and the Age of Radio Syndicate by visiting ageofradio.org slash Goat Radio. Thank you for listening and long
3: live the Goat. Let's
0: go.